Hello, it is Coach Up Truck Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. Can't thank you enough for joining us. Ian Rappaport stops by. Howie Long stops by. I'm not sure he has any idea that I played football, but he's an incredible conversation and an absolute legend. Thankful for that. And Chuck Pagano is in for a quick stop today. Probably be back tomorrow. And hopefully you will be as well. And hopefully you don't come alone. You know, if you like this show, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. Ian Rappaport will be joining us in about seven minutes from the league meetings. He has called us from these before and had a little inside scoop about things that are going on, conversations that are happening. In this particular set of meetings, they're talking about a lot of things, including, you know, coaches being able to be interviewed in the last couple weeks of the season because that affects how everything goes in the playoffs with teams wanting to interview coaches, but then coaches not being able to do it because of the games that they're planning for. And then some people don't allow coaches to go get interviews because they're in the middle of a playoff run, so they kind of fuck over their careers maybe, but there has to be a better way to go through this entire thing. So they're addressing that allegedly with a vote that'll change that into a much better way for all the coaches and also oh yeah they're they're talking about maybe how they're going to change the covid protocols and the reason why that is massive news is because there's currently 75 players on the covid reserve list and i don't believe that number is going to be slowing down anytime soon if any of the information we've read from anywhere or heard from anywhere, from all political parties about this Omicron, whether one side thinks it's the meanest and baddest of all time, or another side potentially thinks it's just the fastest spreading of all time, you put those two together, whatever the case is, I feel like a lot of people are going to potentially catch the Omicron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do I know? I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to that particular world, but I do know that right now around the holidays and with people traveling and gathering and chit-chatting, if something is heavily viral, it's probably going to make its way around. And if you're testing every week, every single day, you're going to find out a lot about those things, even though the symptoms maybe allegedly, once again, I don't know shit about fuck, aren't as severe as some of the other strains that came through and put me in 104 and a half degree fever. Woo. Who knows what the case is, how it's going to go. The COVID protocol is changing for the NFL is massive, though, because not only is 75 players out right now, there's some big name coaches that are out mm -hmm. as well. Big name players that are out as well. December football, most important football of the entire season. All them hills you're running. Mm -hmm. Okay. All those OTAs. Mm -hmm. All those summer sessions, all those film studies, all those training camp meetings and days that are grueling and terrible for everybody but the kicker and the punter. True. <laughs> pretty good for me. Long snapper, pretty All of that, all the injuries, all the rehab, all the 12, 13, 14-hour days, all the Groundhog Day moments where every single day feels like the same exact goddamn day. Who's the next opponent? That's the only difference in this whole thing, except for the kickers and punters. Well, all that work. Is for December football to make a run into this thing. And Arthur Blank said, feels like you're fighting a ghost because you don't know where to hit the thing uh -uh. or you don't know where to swing. I don't know how the NFL is going to dodge, duck, dip, dive, or dodge their way through it, but they're meeting right now to go over it because COVID's a very real thing still. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people's lives have been affected by COVID, obviously. Um, this is something that'll be chatted about in a very sad manner for a long, long time. This is something that'll change our world forever. But right now, it feels like we don't know shit about fuck about the entire situation, but decisions have to be made for the current situation. And how will they be viewed as history years from now, I guess, is what everybody's worrying about that are making the decisions. So good luck. 
to everybody that has to make all these decisions on when protocols are changed, how life is supposed to be with different variants and holiday gatherings. And we still have to be able to live a little bit, right? Especially what we came out of. I think more people are cherishing the littler and smaller things that maybe got looked past in the bef before the whole thing happened. So good luck to everybody that has to make those decisions. Good so, luck out there. Hey, I hope you make them right. Hey, yeah. hope you make them, them right. Here we go. All right. Those decisions are happening, I guess, right now. We'll chat with Ian Rappaport from those meetings in about three, four minutes. Uh, let's turn our attention to the king of the castles. Oh, yeah. Number one in the AFC being represented mm -hmm. by this table. Number one in the NFC being represented by this table. And mm -hmm. we'll chit-chat with both of you. But first, the NFC Head honcho, Ty Schmidt, owner of the Green Bay Packers, diehard Packers fan. After Aaron Rodgers Tuesday yesterday, a lot of conversation. Yeah, per usual. But yeah. He's loving playing ball. That's right. But everything he said before that, that one clip that got taken, you know, everything he said about his conversation with Goons Goons and the way the team's going and the success they're having and maybe the future, it did feel like it. And I have no scientific proof. And this is what Al Michaels and Chris Collins were said mm -hmm. on Sunday night. I have no scientific proof. Maybe he's a Packer forever, huh? Whoa. It certainly it certainly feels that way. It really does. And if they go and win a Super Bowl this year, I don't know why he would potentially want to leave. I mean, a lot of people are looking at the, you know, he didn't say, uh, he didn't answer immediately when you asked him, you know, if he loved being a Green Bay Packer right now. I mean, the guy's got money to make, so you think he's just going to come on here and fucking eliminate all his leverage and say, like, yeah, I love being in Green Bay. They can lowball me again. Like, that, you know, I mean, like, that's not going to happen. So we still got to... And at this point in the season, like Packers very much alive, looking feeling better this year at this time than I did last year. I mean, we're we're on the roller coaster right now, okay? We don't need to be thinking about the fucking log ride next. You think Aaron, you know, you think Aaron ever like, hey Pat, you want to negotiate my next deal for me, man? You you think Ooh, that ever something to think about. <laughs> Imagine sure. me walking into old Mark Murphy and good to Guns' office. <laughs> How we doing, boys? Pretty good. We had a lot of fun this year, didn't we? Last couple of years. I've been a fan the last few years. You know, I've gotten into this whole thing. We can make this right, right? We can make these. This could be very Lock easy. Lock this guy up. Hey, what are we even doing? This Come is on. an easy thing. You saw, hey, Randall Cobb got injured, was making some big time plays for us. I like that you got aggressive with Razul Douglas. Not saying you wouldn't have, but we like that you did that. We can make this work and continue to innovate and, you know, kind of evolve as a company because, and as a franchise and a program, because <laughs> we have a fucking Mount Rushmore guy. This is something that can happen, right? We don't have to do this whole song and dance every single time, right? Can't we make something happen? That has to be what it's going to be, right? And then Mark and Gutekunst are just going to say, all right, you got it. Or it'll be some sort of, no, no, this is still the whole thing, right? Isn't that what Aaron's looking for ultimately is what we all think is happening? Yeah, I think so. And I thought it was also interesting Collinsworth said on Sunday night, and again, I don't know if this is true or not, but after the whole, you know, like him saying like, oh, it's nice to know who kind of, after something like what happened on that Friday and with the Rogan stuff and all the fallout Dr. from Dr. The, Dr. Joe Rogan, excuse me, all the fallout <laughs> from that, like, and you kind of find out, you know, who's in your corner and who isn't when you thought there might have been a lot more people who, you know, like wouldn't come at you or whatever. Maybe he does feel a little bit more comfortable in Green Bay. And he's like, oh, actually, you know what? Like that could have been like a renewed sense of like, actually, you know what? I, I like it around here. Like. You know, I, this is where I want to be. And they didn't turn on him during the whole thing. No. LaFleur, you know, he never disparaged Aaron in the whole thing. I think he deflected a couple of times. Sure. What you would have to do if you have to face the media with something going on with somebody that isn't you. Mm-hmm. And it's been going on because it is a personal thing going on. And that is you. You did. I thought that was very. I mean, that was a. Uh, 
razor's edge that was Ooh. had to be you know walked there by the green bay packers they did it uh boston connor uh man in the arena last night was awesome we didn't know what to expect out of it learned a lot about tom the human yeah and also a couple mindsets that uh wes welker's a fucking legend yeah beast i love wes welker awesome to know that brady's probably starting his team is that what the direct phrase was with yeah. a wes welker yeah so interesting guy? because he said if i had to if i had to build a team around like doing everything right or something yeah i would and i didn't know what he was going to say i was like oh he's kind of painting him putting himself in a corner here with a lot of teammates because he's known as like the best teammate of all time right mm -hmm. he, like he cares about everybody he knows everybody so then he said wes walker would certainly be a part of that team or whatever and it was like so is that 11 is that Whoa. 53 is that a practice squad yeah. as well yeah. you know so i thought it was very well done but wes walker listening to him talk last night in the way tom uh talked about him I think I'm picking that fucking guy, too. Absolutely. What a legend in that thing last night. Yeah, and he was, I think, the all-time leader in catches for a long time before Edelman might have passed him, I forget, honestly. But Edelman's probably getting his episode here soon, too, and Billy Teapot's, obviously, absolute weapon. We'll get into Billy Teapot's. Atone Diggs is here to talk about a lot of things happening in the gambling world surrounding this COVID uh, outbreak that is happening around the biggest league on earth. Joining us now from the league meetings uh, is a man who's our inside source at the NFL, NFL Network, and NFL.com. Normally the host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and friends, us being his friends. This time, he's just given us a nice update from his incredibly cool life. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. What's up? What's hey, going on? Hey, sorry about that. We had to wrap up a conversation. I went to the number one table. We had to do that. I know you were very tight on time. That's on me. I apologize. Okay. Uh, rap sheet. Perfect. What the hell's going on over there? Did the uh, coaches hiring thing get changed and interview process get changed and the COVID protocols? Is this going to be real? Is this going to be real protocol changes? Okay, let's start with the coaching thing. So that did actually just get voted on. Uh, so now teams are going to be allowed to interview virtually uh, coach candidates week 17 and week 18, which, you know, in some ways is not a massive, massive change, but it might trigger massive change because if you have a coach who, you know, is not doing a great job and might end up getting fired at the end of the year and then someone else has started to interview, let's say the Raiders start to do some interviews week 17, does this make other teams fire their coaches a little earlier so they can also start doing interviews? So I think the actual fallout could be somewhat significant there. Kind of oh, okay, so we're going to probably see um, a little bit more movement there in the coaching ranks yeah. because okay, you want to let – you also, by the way, it's good good for the coaches as well. Hey, this coach is on the market as well So for these things. I think it's good for all parties there. I mean, I, I, I would agree. Um, it's – it's sort of like if you're in a relationship with someone, you're like, oh, I don't want to break up. It's like Christmas or it's the, you know, Hanukkah or it's the, it's like, no, just, if it's going to end, just end it. Everybody move on with their lives. You start interviewing, that coach can start weighing opportunities or go hit the golf course or whatever coaches do. I'm, I'm not, I've not been in that situation with a relationship. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Always, uh, Always a tough one, it sounds like, to, uh, that you've had plenty of times, it sounds like. And by the way, it's well, not it's just, you, you know, it's me. You don't, you know? don't want to, like, oh, like, why would you do it before Valentine's Day? And, like, oh, I got New a gift Year's, for you. And, yeah. you're like, well, give me the gift, and then we could sort of both move on. Ooh. Oh, so anyway. then you're kind of getting something out of it at the end. There's one last, you know, how's it going? Let me take something here. That's very nice of you. And that's a win-win. I mean, that's a win-win, honestly. Yeah, it's not you. It's yeah, I would, you. I mean, that's how I would describe it as well. Um, as far as the other thing, the COVID news. Um, Fucking terrible person. They, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a really interesting day. 
this is going to be a really interesting day because it does feel like changes to the COVID-19 protocol are coming with cases up dramatically across the league with most of the positives, an overwhelming number of positives being fully vaccinated players who are asymptomatic. It seems to have caused the owners and the union to take a look at their policy and see if change is warranted, what they are going to do, if, if you know, if, if, what are they actually testing for? I would say is certainly a question there, and a change could be coming. Okay, so that change, how, how long is that process going to take? Like, they potentially vote on that today, and then the 75 yeah. guys that are currently on the COVID list would be back reinstated this afternoon? That second part, I don't know. Um, but, you know, if they change the policy, it would make sense if, if players are fully vaccinated, asymptomatic, and, you know, not able to play, if everyone else is able to play in that same situation, like it would make sense if those guys were able to come off the list. And, you know, that could have also dramatic consequences because you have the Browns who have many players on the COVID-19 reserve list who are asymptomatic and fully vaccinated and they play Saturday. Like, could those guys come back? This is like going to be extremely interesting. One of the more interesting COVID-related days I can remember. Yeah, because this is going to have rippling effects across the rest of the world. That's kind of what I'm wondering. I mean, I, I'm on the it same will. page. Because it will. Like, yeah. The 1,000% you know, will. If the NFL goes, everybody else, not everybody, but a large portion of people who are in executive positions can point and say, the biggest league in the world is doing this. And you guys are partners with them, basically every network, basically every business. You guys are partners with them and they're doing it. So we're all like that. That potentially could happen. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but that could potentially come from this as well. This could be a monumental fucking thing here. Dude, I thought I thought the same thing. And maybe it's just we're both very smart. But my first thought was (laughs) I feel like there are a lot of entities, businesses, schools, um, I mean, COVID-19 tests are rampant and no one can figure out like what it means. Like, like the Lions, for instance, had a lot of COVID positives over the weekend. They had a lot of flu. The guys who had the flu were way worse off than the guys who had COVID. Oh, the guys Ian. who had the flu were instead. Can't say that. Slow down. No, I'm not saying that. Ah, I'm, uh, no, I'm not saying that the flu <laughs> is not, worse than COVID. Oh, I'm just right, saying, yeah. in this particular okay. situation, yeah. these specific individuals who had the flu yeah. were worse off, yeah. feeling-wise, You're than right. the individuals who had COVID. I and mean, we knew you meant that, but the way you said it didn't sound like it. you were just talking about these particular cases that are probably not, 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 not globally yeah, from yeah, a yeah. sense. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I think also you said that we're both very smart. That is not the case, but I do believe that we both are just, you know, our lives are fully revolved basically around the NFL. So, I mean, that is, That's you know, great. so we're no, probably pretty, uh, you know, like last night I saw Steph Curry break the record. Yeah. Sure. I was like, all right, Steph. Here we go, Steph. Good job. Steph. There was no way I was watching the rest of that game, no, man. No, no. no way. See you, in April. Like, I, you know, it was a cool moment. It was awesome. MSG was electrifying. I mean, it was awesome. There's just no way because it's NFL season right now, and we're in a critical time in the NFL. What are you hearing about some big storylines for some of the teams that are about to go on a run? There's 13 teams in each conference that can get in there, so I guess everybody is on the table. But let's start with like the Panthers situation. Darnold, PJ, Cam, what's going on there? They're still in the playoff picture somehow. Yeah, somehow, and 
Darwin coming back to practice is kind of interesting. I don't think he's going to play this week. But could he play the next week? Like the Dar- the Darnold situation is very odd to me because he looked great the first three weeks, and then got injured, and nobody really knew about it for a little bit. So like I don't know oh. what we were seeing. He didn't play well because oh. he couldn't make the throws, but turns out he had a broken shoulder, which really could affect the way you throw. Um, oh. Could he? Could he come back and make a little push at the end? I think that's interesting. But you know, you mentioned it. Like there are so many teams that are just lurking. Like. The Saints got Alvin Kamara back, feel like a team to me with the way they play defense and run the ball, like they kind of feel like a team that could make a run. You know, like there's there's a couple of those where I could sort of see kind of being like the Bucks last year, just really catching fire at the end and making a big push. Well, and we would have to see how incredibly creative Sean Payton can be in the run game. I mean, Kevin James looks exactly like him yeah. in that Netflix thing that's Crazy. coming up. Oh, yeah. They look really identical. Oh, you guys that are so... Oh, you're Come all on. so high Thank you. and mighty. Thank you, Ian. Ian, that's a big uh, complaint around here is that they don't look similar enough, but I think it's going to be a great show. I think it's going to be a great show. Look at that guy. I mean, I, mean, I guess anything is possible. All right. Ian. Now, you I mean, that's say a You're not Cisco or Ebert, dude. You can say it, Ian. It's going to fucking stink. Dude, you can you're, say it. You're not Cisco or Ebert. All right, relax. <laughs> and Kurt Warner's movie's going to be great, too. Boy. All right? It's yeah, oh, yeah. That, that one, hey, that's that's all yeah. NFL Network right there. I'll tell you, the only real complaint I have in that is I didn't get a some sort of like yeah. reporter cameo. Like, well, how does that possible? Like, how does the movie exist without being like, hey, Ian, do you want to come in? And get a cameo. I was going to follow up with, are you in it? Because I assumed you would be, because I assume Kurt likes you as a person, but maybe not. And then whenever no. you said your only complaint was, I immediately knew that, that you weren't in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you answered my question yeah. without me even even asking it. And that's why you're so great for this show, Ian. We appreciate you, buddy. Get back to work in there. Oh, we're done? I don't know. I thought you, I, you made it sound like you don't have time. Do you not have time? Do you have time? I mean, we can, we can, t- I mean, I'm, unless I think we're okay. Everyone's still debating everything. So if you want to okay. keep talking, we would love to, we, we do. Have, yeah. We do I'll, have a lot. I'll tell of you what else is interesting while we do this. So have you ever seen the movie draft day? It's about um, the Browns. Yeah. Kevin Costner, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Costner. Great movie. Obviously. Um, I, I am in it seven times. Okay, dude, wow. we don't care. You're not sticking Holy around. Shit. Okay, we're not sticking around for that. All right, that's not what you do. Congratulations, Ian. That's right, Ian. That's awesome. Did you? Did the guy win a goddamn Oscar? I mean, yeah, did, can we get him an Oscar? Let's get Dan Patrick show uh, an oh, Emmy, right? And let's get Ian Rappaport an Oscar. The man deserves it. Also, I can't wait for your stand-up special. We remember you told us last week you were a comedian, and we do appreciate everything you do for us. Let's dive around. If you're able to chat, though, let's go ahead and uh, do that. What time do you think this? conversation is going to be done by the nfl are they planning on wrapping this thing up how long does these normally last will this go into the night it was supposed to so the on the schedule covid's supposed to go from 10 20 to 10 40 which is <laughs> 20 minutes tw- yeah 30 uh, minutes ago uh, we're done uh, but they're still yeah, going they're playing they're so yeah. basically what's, go- what's going minutes. on now is the nfl is discussing with the nfl pa to figure because obviously the pa has to be on board with changing basically playing conditions so I feel like the owners know where they are. It's about the PA and making sure everyone's on board. 20 minutes they scheduled. Hey, we're all we're playing our best players that we're paying a lot of money to that don't feel sick or not allowed to play, they're going to play now? Is that what we're doing? All in favor? Aye. Everybody's uh, like, aye. Opposed, like one aye. person, two people, and they're like, aye, shut up. <laughs> and then they go over to the NFL PA room. Hey, we're playing. 
You guys in? Oh, you're going to be the people that don't want your players to play. Yeah. Oh, you don't want them to get paid. Oh, my God. So that's what's happening right now. That's the entire debate because the NFLPA has to say for safety conditions. Remember, the NFLPA was the ones that brought up a lot of things. And I don't, I'm not saying they have to say as if they don't genuinely feel this way. But they kind of have to say for leverage purposes that they are worried about playing with these potential viral. Th they have to say that. So this could be a long, this could be a big time thing, I guess, huh? Well, but you also have players who, you know, let's say players have per game incentives. Say they have roster bonuses. I mean, the, the money that could be lost from players not playing is actually really significant too. So as long as everyone is safe, and I am team everybody be safe, um, you want them you want them to play. And so, but but I want I want to kind of go back to something that you said before. Um, it is going to be you know there are times when the NFL leads in some sort of national discussions, I'm going to be fascinated if, if this does happen today, how many other entities like just go, okay, this is now our policy too. Like Cornell basically shut down their campus because they had 400 positive tests, mostly asymptomatic. Like, would they have done that? I don't know. This is all like uncharted waters or whatever. Yeah, well, everybody's looking for a reason to do something that they maybe want to do, right? And whenever there is an example that is the NFL, and I'm not saying everybody at every corporation or every place will want to do this, but whenever you can lay out that the NFL is doing something in a pitch or an argument, that is probably one that'll work pretty soundly because of the billions billions of dollars that are garnered and generated by the NFL every single year and the amount of partners they have. They have partners with everything. It's like if they're, they normally are doing much better in the community than they are ever doing worse. They build up cities. They do all these things, and they make so much money. If the NFL is doing something when it comes to a business sense with COVID involved, everybody else is going to say, hey, the NFL is doing it. We can do it. That, that's just natural to think that way, Ian. But we are also, once again, so immersed in the NFL every single day. Go ahead, Ty. Rapsheet, I assume you're dealing with a lot of this stuff uh, today, but in terms of like injury updates, uh, Billy Turner went mm -hmm. down on Sunday night for the Packers. They can't afford to lose any more offensive linemen. Uh, is that going to be like a long-term thing, or do you anti are they thinking he's going to play on Sunday? Uh, I, I do need to check back on that. Um, I did not get a very good feel at all. Like it sounded not good. Um, so I would say for Sunday, you know, we'll, we'll see. But that sounded bad. And they've had so many issues on the offensive line. I would be curious if David Bakhtiari, our good friend, ends up being back on the field this week. Oh! It like there was a real chance that could happen. Oh! Um, we go, boys! Oh! God! we go! I'm being chugging! Another injury situation that is worth monitoring, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, uh, has a knee injury, and I would say he's probably not looking great to play this week. That would also – now, they're playing the Lions. Oh, um, you represent oh, so the NFL. Cares. Come on. You represent the NFL, dude. You they can't. have not won a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit? They stink. <laughs> he's at league meetings. The NFL's Ian Rappaport goes, well, they are playing, you know. <laughs> Uh, the team in Detroit. I like the Lions, but they just, they've just they only won one game. Hey, we do too. Isn't it sad? Like, Do you ever hear any conversation behind the scenes about like the franchises that for whatever reason just stink? 
Like, do they talk about it at these league meetings? Do all the PR people from all the teams, do they have, like, drunk cocktail happy hours where the one, the couple teams are just like, you you must love your life. We are in the foxhole every single day in our job, and you guys actually win. Is that happen at these league meetings, or is, is that kind of unprofessional, I guess? Uh, I would say what happens at these meetings is basically, like, there's a lot, like, yesterday there was a lot of these sort of, uh, like not GMs, but right under them, executives, kind of like the second level executives kind of in here doing cap salary cap stuff and all that. Everybody got together in a bar or restaurant last night and commiserated on many things. I also was there. Oh, oh. Yeah. 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 How we doing? Mike Greenberg yeah. down at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. salary Green. cap guru. Green, Greeny was in the building. Oh, okay. Who's who? Hey, how's it going, Robert Kraft? Nope. I mean, he's here today, but he was not in the bar. Oh, okay. He's um, always working. But, you know, there, I'll tell you what's weird about this is, like, you know, the, these are all, like, these are all, like, really long hallways. Like, and all you do is just kind of wait around and wait for owners to kind of walk by. The but the ones that are kind of struggling or came off bad losses on Sunday, like they don't want to see reporters. So they're kind of like walk by and just keep say hello and keep walking. Cause like the last thing you want to do, if you have a, let's say you have a owner, you know, a coach situation where you don't know which way you're going to go. And then you see, let's just say me walking by, like you don't want to stop and chat. You want to keep it moving. Yeah. This <laughs> is not a conversation lot. I want to have here. This is not a conversation right. I want to have. That's <laughs> like Mark Davis in New York when he was like, I'm going out to dinner guys. Yeah. All right. I'll see <laughs> you later. And he just walked away, you know, and you guys are all very kind to him. Like, yeah, actually, yep. yeah, you go should. ahead and have you your should. Mark, you've been through a lot. All right, Mark, have a good one. That's very, that relationship between, you know, reporter and said person or thing that's being covered is such a fascinating one because you guys know more about those people than basically anybody else in their life because you have to follow them for a profession as their your life that's fascinating there anybody hate you and no no you can't say it publicly but does um i would imagine there's a list you know whoa Uh, that'd be a shame you didn't deserve it you're just doing your job there are some people here who I've like had some like angst with or some tension with, but I see them at these meetings. It's sort of why I come to these meetings, and you're like, you hash it out and you kind of figure it out, and you're like, all right, like I was mad at you for this, you were mad at me for this. Let's fist bump um, from semi-social distance and kind of move on. That happens oh, a lot of these meetings too. Yeah, especially while you guys are out there boozing. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, why? Well, why? 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 Whiskey for the guy pissed off over there. Why? Give me one Bud Light for the lady I offended over there. Why? Give me one beer. Why? One tequila. Why? One vodka. Why? I need to make good with everybody in this goddamn building. Why? Is that what you do with those things, man? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's actually is. Yeah, it's a good move. <laughs> wow. It's a good move. You're a legend. Hundred percent. Hey, uh, last question here. We can't thank you enough for your time. Although it seems like you only have time because nothing else is happening. <laughs> yeah. but, hey, you're sitting in a long hallway, guy, Connor. Yeah, we're actually big matchup Saturday with the Patriots and the Colts and Bobby Okereke, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, was no, saying- no, no. I saw it during the draft and it was <laughs> pronounced differently. Yeah, I was set up. I was, <laughs> I was set up, dude. I, I, I think about that. I think Jesus. about that pronunciation way more than I should. Yeah, me too. It <laughs> gets brought up in my life a lot more than, than I thought it would too because every game, 
you know, and, and I want to let Bobby know, I apologize that I'm associated with that situation, yeah. but I mean, they gave me a thing. What's that, phonetic? <laughs> yeah, the mm-hmm. phonetic. They gave yep. me the phonetic thing. Couple times, couple times. That's on me, but Bobby, okay, okay. Please, mm-hmm. Ian, move on. Oh, yeah. 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 Please, thanks Thank a lot, you, though, Ian. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Ian. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but Bobby did say that uh, he was the Colts were going to make the Patriots offense one-dimensional and see what Mac Jones can do. As someone who's covered the Patriots before, is that something they will use kind of as bulletin board material, if you will? I would I would say absolutely. Um, and yeah. Belichick, you know, in a, in a way he's sort of creative, in a way he's very old school, and I, he, does like, old school. he does like him some bulletin board material. So I would imagine that finds its way to some sort of overhead projector in a meeting you know oh classic old um, school He's still using that. and and i w- i would say this like i don't i don't quite understand why people talk about mac jones like that because i mean yes the patriots can run the heck out of the ball and they can also play defense they did an incredible job of kind of ramping things up defensively and like becoming a really good unit sort of second half of this year but i don't know that mac jones is someone where if you just shut down the run game He's going to struggle. Like he's pretty smart. Like I, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to. I, I think he's going to be okay. Now I will yeah. say, Eberflus has probably watched more film than you, but also I agree with what you're saying. I, I mean, he. I have nothing but good things to say about old Mac Jones. I love the story. I love that it adds to the allure that Bill Belichick is just this guy who's playing chess and everybody else is playing bocce. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just love the thought that that is kind of all it is. And if he goes on for another 10 to 15 years, Ooh. oh, my word. But we're going to find out. That Colts defense is very fucking good. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, Ian, very I saw good. that uh, Kyle Allen ended up on the COVID-19 list with the Washington football team along with some others. Is Tyler Taylor Heineke uh, good enough to go healthy wise for the Sunday Saturday Saturday Sunday? I think he's going to be okay. They are talking about it like he is going to be okay. He had an MRI, okay. he had a knee, and then I think he also had an elbow. Both of those checked out pretty good, so I wouldn't expect him to be full go today. But the way they were talking about it, they believe he is going to play. Um, okay. So I think what you're going to see is uh, Taylor Heineke starting, and then Pat Shermer's son. Kyle will probably be the back of it. Then Jordan Tayama, who just got signed, hey. practice guard, will kind of just be there. He's a St. Louis uh, Battlehawk. Yeah, right. He was a hell of a player. I got to cover him up close personal on the sideline for ESPN's coverage of the XFL week one. And, XFL. Uh, I was thinking arena. Sorry. Come Show on, some dude. Are you shitting no, me? No, I mean, I, as a player, dude. I knew, over I knew that. The, what are they? The Battlehawks? Wasn't it Heineke is back up there? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was he? Yeah. He was insane. At the Battlehawks? Yeah. St. Louis as well. Those, I didn't know that. Those those reversed. Boys. Wow. So probably pretty tight. That team I, is very tight. That Battlehawks squad yeah. is very tight. Oh, yeah. Best team in the league. Not as good as, nope, uh, Roughnecks were, but. Wow, that's because they yeah, had BJ. De- defenders. No, they stunk. Cardale. Well, what about Hamilton? the Dragons? Uh, Pep Hamilton was awesome. <laughs> Roughnecks literally won the championship. No, but the Battlehawks sold out a fucking season. stadium, dude. What are we even doing? Yeah, season got cut Seriously. down early. Tony Noah won the yeah, championship. Somebody, because remember, the Seattle Dragons uh, nachos vendor yeah. yep. had, had COVID. COVID. Shut down the entire you, league. Houston was undefeated, so. What? We're four weeks in. Okay. Yeah, they did have Cardale. No, no Jordan Taylor is a player. The defenders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? God. It's the XFL. Ian, have some fucking respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about time. Hey, Rock's bringing it back. I can't wait for that. Ian, we appreciate your time, man. We got to get to a break. Uh, we still want to talk to you tomorrow. I think, if that's possible. All right, cool. I got 
I, I got nothing to do. Yeah, because going into tomorrow night, the Super Boost has already hit one. I would like it to hit two. Yeah, Here we well, go. I'd right. like it to continue I'm to go on. Yeah, and, and who knows? I'll do what, my best. And what if the COVID thing's lifted today and Ian's on tomorrow saying this is what happened, this is what the NFLPA agreed to, this is what the NFL agreed to, this is how this all happened. This could happen within the next 24 hours. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. <laughs> now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills or on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so. Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Lasts a long time. Banging it, banging it, banging it. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's Boom. right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the medication. Free two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. The world was affected by something in a way that I'm not sure it ever has been in the past, except for way back, I guess, whenever there was no technology or anything going on. The entire world stopped for a while. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't just one region, one part, one place that didn't have access to the same stuff that other countries have. It was the entire globe was shut down for some time. And I think during that entire time, there was a lot of conversation about how crazy it was, how insane it was. But there was always a lingering convo that happened like, hey, the rollout of this is going to be wild as well. The other side of the world shutting down and new ways of going about things are taking place and habits are formed and people are staying home and they're doing everything. The rollout of that is gonna be very fascinating. How's it gonna go? Who's it gonna go? Because the person that makes the decision that, nah, we're gonna keep moving past this entire thing in a big way, like biggest league way, is gonna be talked about forever. The NFL will be chatted about if they decide to change their protocols, which inevitably lead to other places around the world changing their protocols because they see the NFL doing it, the biggest league in the in the world with a $208.2 million salary cap next year. That's 49% of what they're taking in next year before everything else is potentially going on with the stadium sales and everything like that. So the amount of money they're doing, this could be a big fucking day. 
Oh, yeah. Nice. And joining us to talk about it is a man that we've been going to for this type of information the entire time. Mm -hmm. An expert on COVID, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah! yeah! AJ, how you doing, dude? Definitely uh, an expert on COVID. What happened? Were you muted there for a second? Did you mute yourself? I did not mute myself. No. Can you hear me now? Uh, it might have been us. We apologize. Zito's running two that jobs. Me. That was me. I apologize. Uh, Nick, Nick, by the it way. It might have been me. Nick, by the way, close contact, getting tested. Hope he's okay. Hey, good luck, Nick. Oh, really? Please. Uh, so Zito's spinning plates back there. AJ Hawk, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion. Joining us now is an absolute icon, legend, Hall of Fame, Super Bowl champion, a member of the 1980s all-decade team. Every single award you can get in football and in television this man has received. Absolute stud and a part of the All Madden documentary. Ladies and gentlemen, Howie Long. Yay! What's up, man? How are you guys doing? Hey, not too shabby. How are you? You have looked the... By the way, I don't know you. This is the first time talking to you. You have looked the exact same for like 45 years. So I, <laughs> I can't thank you enough for being a trailblazer and a legend in this entire thing, pal. Yeah, I, I, I know you through my sons, uh, and, and they, they complain all the time. You know, how about aging a little bit? Uh, <laughs> uh, how's life? How's TV? How do you Everything's think? Everything's great. Yeah? Everything's great. Um, I know you guys are talking about COVID a little bit, and it's like, how tired can you be of all this? <laughs> I mean, at some point, you know, and, and having gone through it where you're flying to L.A., you know, we fly to L I fly to L.A. every week whether it's from Arizona or it's from Virginia and you go through all the protocols and uh, you hope everyone around you is, and you know, you fly home and any little sniffle or you oh, know, yeah. cough, you think, Oh my God, I need to get tested. Uh, it's, I think it's gotten to the point. Now you're seeing the numbers shoot up uh, around the league and it's, it's, I think it's going to impact the tail end of the season and possibly into the playoffs. Howie, can you see uh, the PA and the league coming together and trying to maybe adjust some of these protocols so possibly these asymptomatic players that test positive may not have to miss a game maybe in the playoffs? Yeah, that's complicated. I, you know, you, you hear about, for example, you know, the Rams game and they, they missed some players. And I know there are a couple of players that was maybe a false positive and, you know, they just couldn't get – the confirmation done by the kickoff and you end up losing players. You'd like to think that maybe something can be done. What that is, I mean, listen, it's it's well above, above my brain matter and my pay grade uh, <laughs> to figure all that out. And, you know, we, we do it on TV and kind of speculate on it. But, you know, in reality, it's it's bigger than and me and you and everybody else. Let's talk about where our brains, you know, kind of thrive at. And that's saying and doing dumb and entertaining stuff on television. Your guys' kickoff show and crew is so cool to watch. I legitimately love it. I watch it every single week. I think you guys keep it light, but also have the resumes up there <clears throat> to kind of crush it. It feels like you guys are like a family. Are you guys as tight off the air? And how have you been able to do that for so long, you think? You know, it's been like 28 years. Uh, Terry and I have been together 28 years, and, and at least six of those years are dog years. I mean, <laughs> it, it's he's my man. I love him to death. He's like the older brother I never wanted. Uh, we we have a great group, uh, and everyone obviously in that group has a reason to peacock up and you know feel good about themselves. But you know that all goes out the window when you come in the door and. 
And we laugh more off camera than we do on camera. We get to work at 5.30, 5.45 in the morning and we leave at five at night. And it's, it's a laugh all day. They really pay me to fly, uh, which I think 28 years in, that's, that's pretty remarkable. As you know, with relationships, you know, AJ, whether it's a team or, you know, if you're playing with somebody for a long time or a coach, you know, things can get stale. I never know what Terry's going to say. Jimmy's great. Michael, we couldn't have computer generated a better guy <laughs> for the show. Kurt is, you know, he's the only one on the set that can read the prompter, uh, <laughs> which is great. Uh, it, it's been great. And, and it is, it's exactly what you see. And I think when David Hill and Ed Gorin, you know, kind of, we had a blank slate at Fox 28 years ago. And, they wanted to do a different kind of pregame show and they wanted it to kind of be, you know, it's the first thing you see in the morning leading into the big games with John Madden. And uh, I, I think they hit a home run and caught lightning in a bottle. And I'm not sure you could do that again. And I think at some point we're on on Sunday, by the time we're on, there's 75,000 different shows with 75,000 different tapes, and you've heard every stat there is. And we try to stay away from stats, you know, because it, it just seems like, uh, unless it's something that's pivotal to the game, you know, just rattling off stats and screaming at one another. We just don't do that. Now, the funny thing about our show is it's live, and if you screw up, you know, God God bless you because they're coming they're coming for you on air while you're screwing up. <laughs> That's awesome. That's how it should be though, I think. How yeah. it's real fair. No, I, and I think it's like it's like your show and you know, I know how successful you are what you do and obviously you go to work in a tank top which to me is, you know, God bless you. Thank I, you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure you look amazing, much better than I do in it. But now I'm at the point uh, where it's, I'm, I don't want to say I'm like Steve Jobs, but it is the easiest thing in the morning. Okay, I'm putting on either the black tank top, the blue tank top, black pants here, gray pants here. Every day. It's awesome. It's like you're, you're kind of like Springsteen. Springsteen opens up his closet. It's black leather jackets and white T-shirts. <laughs> it's, it's simple. And, you know. In terms of me looking good, trust me, partner, it's held together with duct tape and you. AJ, AJ, I'm sure, can you know, attest to that. You know, the older you get, the more things pile up. That walk, it's like, remember remember the movie, The, the Long uh, North Dallas 40 with uh, Nick Nolte, that scene? Oh, it's yeah. a great movie if you haven't seen it. John Matuzak was, was great in it, in a, in a great locker room kind of tirade. But that walk he had to take to go to the bathroom early in the morning was been there, done that. It's Monday morning. You know, it's how do I get ready for next week? Can I can I get ready for next week? I've got to get to Wednesday. It's a full padded practice. Thursday, it's a full padded practice in those days. And getting to Sunday was a, a big challenge. Howie, speaking of movies, uh, I I have to mention one of my favorite movies, Broken Arrow. You were awesome in that. Are you? Uh, have you dabbled any more since then? And what was that whole situation like working with Travolta? Like you had a pretty big role. Travolta. You know, it, it's interesting because I I was supposed to. I got a call on, on that movie and wasn't really out there doing readings or or doing anything like that. But I got a call on that movie and they had a role for 
you know, uh, Sergeant Kelly and and I, I end up, I'm supposed to be there two, three weeks. And you got to remember, I've got three boys at home. Okay. And three wild boys at home. If you can imagine our house at, at when those kids were young. So I go there and I'm supposed to be there two weeks. And John Wu keeps coming into my trailer and saying, we make you bigger. You know, you're John Wayne, you know. And the next thing I know, I'm there for three months shooting. And I'm calling home and the kids have set a ramp up at the pool and they're jumping bikes into the pool. And my poor wife, Diane, is, is speak to them. And at some point, when you're chewing them out on speakerphone and you're threatening them, they, they come to the realization, and Chris is kind of the ringleader, obviously. They come to the realization he can't get here for, for a day. <laughs> By the time that happens, we're, we're in the clear. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I had a ball doing it. John was great. Um, it was a big budget film. Uh, we shot it in dead center of the state of Montana. We have a house out in Montana. So there are times when I could, you know, literally get in the car. And Montana's big width-wise. You know, east to west, it's, oh, big, sky it's big, and it's a long drive, but uh, able to get home because I'm in the northwest corner of Montana. Well, let's talk about another film, Doc, that you're a part of that is, it feels like a who's who of the entire NFL, and I might be mistaken. Yeah. I, I've only seen the commercials, and I tried to read a little bit. This all Madden documentary is about to be unbelievable, huh? What what, what should we be – it feels – I think – Belichick's in it, I think. I think so. I think there is everybody yeah, basically. I've seen the I've seen the promo with with Bill in it, and you know the respect that Bill and John have for one another, Lawrence Taylor. You know, and, and the list goes on and on. I mean, John was a part of so many seminal moments in our league since 1969 when he took the job as a 32 year old coach, and at that time, no, you know. This day and age of the LaFleurs and the Sean McVeighs and, you know, Shanahan, people weren't hiring, you know, 32-year-old coaches. And you look back and you say to yourself, how do you go into an organization like that with a cast of characters, Tatum, Atkinson, Willie Brown, Ted Hendricks, Villa Piano, Otis Sistrunk, Gene Upshaw, Art Shell? Jim Otto, Blitnikoff, uh, Branch, Stabler, and Casper. It goes on and on and on. What? And for John to be that young and to be able to, you know, one, capture that room, and you think about who they were competing with at that time, it's it's Pittsburgh, the Holy Roller game, the Heidi game, the, the Immaculate Reception, you know, so many seminal moments in the league. And, and Miami, don't forget, was 17-0 at, at one point during that stretch too. So – if you're getting to the Super Bowl through the AFC, it was a, it was a real challenge. <clears throat> John got to 100 wins. I think he retired at uh, 34. Uh, I want to say 34. I didn't and, know that. And, and, and when you think about it, there's this kind of, this is what a broadcast is supposed to look like. And, and John doesn't fit that role at all. Yeah. John's got a stain on his shirt from eating, you know, a, a burger and, you know, the whole thing. And, he changed the way game broadcasts were done from a, a color standpoint, and, you know, with the boom and, you know, there, there's this offensive lineman, he's, he's got a big belly and, you know, you got to have a big belly and then you got to have the legs and boom, 
you know, and everybody identified with him and he changed to me, he changed broadcasting. And <clears throat> when he came to us from CBS, when CBS lost the package, to me, John brought instant credibility to a brand new, I mean, we had a blank slate. It was Fox Sport. It was Fox Sport, really, at that point. And we had football and that's it. And and Had we weren't quite, yeah, and you've got to start a roster of broadcasters and producers and, you know, BAs and the whole nine yards. And But the foundation of where you start is with John Madden. And to me, John was, one, football credibility, and two, I think John was our, our football conscience. Because, yes, you're at Fox, you want to do it differently, but John ran his team the way you know a team like a coach and and they prepared like like a team and john brought instant credibility i thought he was one our conscience and i think he's been the conscience of the league for a number of years and you know when you talk about the video game there are so many kids from this and that's why i'm excited about this piece is because you see john in his totality you know, it's it's John, the young football coach. It's John who wins 100 games, wins a Super Bowl, coaches those, some of the greatest characters in NFL history and some of the greatest players in NFL history and then comes and redefines television and comes to Fox and does that and brings millions upon millions oh. upon. AJ, I'm sure you had, you played the Madden video game and, and, and all that, but <clears throat> when you bring that many new fans into the game, because of the video game, while at the same time you're educating them on football, it, it's pretty darn remarkable. And John continues to be, in my mind, a conscience for the NFL and, and, and Fox. Hey, shout out to John Madden. Yeah. About it. That was amazing. I can't wait to watch it. And I think he, you know, he embraced the fact that football is a celebration, you know, and I think there's a lot of people that try to break it down as if it's a science or a surgery or something like there is a right way to do things. If you win, that's the right way to do things. It's a celebration of sport. And I think that's what John Madden brought to the booth. Just as somebody that wasn't, I mean, I'm young, right? So I didn't really get the heyday. I don't think of Monday Night Football when everybody was looking for it. And then Fox, whenever he goes over there and kind of does his thing. But when you look back on how he's remembered and how he's talked about it's like man what john madden changed the game and i can't wait to see the documentary and i'm happy when, when, when john showed up that week at your your facility for a game you knew it was a big game and john called some of the biggest games in nfl history and he played he coached in some of the biggest games in nfl history so it, i think this you know you, you've got a football life you've got you know 30 for 30 and, and they do some great things and i've seen some amazing things this thing, I think, will kind of redefine that genre. That's awesome. I can't wait for it. Man in the Arena, Last Dance, yeah. all Madden. We're getting a, an in stuff. incredible look into the greats and why they're great and how they're great. It's, a, it's an incredible yeah. time to be a sports fan. Go ahead, Ty. Howie, when you look at the NFL like as a whole, uh, does it ever get like? Do you think the league has stayed the same? And obviously, you know, like you're you're commentating on it and talking about it every single week, so you can't be too critical. But like, do you ever look at it and it's like, Jesus Christ, this is nothing like when I played? Well, the the first thing you come to realize is how much bigger, stronger, and faster everything is. You know, you you look at Metcalf up in Seattle and. I, hell, I look no further than, you know, I remember New Year's Eve a couple of years ago, 
Kyle walked into the kitchen at 1230 in the morning and I'm out here watching TV and he's in his boxer shorts. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's a big son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, and, I, and, and you start to kind of, you know, and it's interesting because I had never gone on the field while my kids were playing. I kind of I always wanted to kind of stay in the background as much as I could and and do that. But Kyle played in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, a few years back, and I said, you know what the hell, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to walk down there and, and watch Kyle warm up. So I walked down the corner of the end zone, AJ, where you know the offensive linemen are, and they're in the far corner, and they're down there doing what they do. And he had just run run to maybe the 10-yard line, and he was coming back. And as he's coming back at me, I'm saying, he got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm thinking to myself in my head, what would I do with that? You know, as a player, Bella agrees. Uh, you know, so it, to me, it's bigger, it's faster, it's 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 a game that I, I think it's almost like we we need restrictor plates. Uh, you know, the game is so fast that you know people say, "Why are there more injuries? Why are they?" Because the impacts. It's like big trucks moving fast, and you you know. You look at the players, Aaron Donald, and just great, great, great players. And Micah Parsons, you know, who is he? What is he? I don't know, but it's it's certainly fun watching how they use him and and how they move. I'm AJ, you have to appreciate that kid. I mean, yeah, I think everybody does. That guy is an absolute freak. But it reminds me, like thinking about you as a player, unbelievable player, Hall of Famer. I just have to think like. It had to be pretty fun to throw that big old head around back when you could actually do it. And then you could plant quarterbacks, yes. and your job was, hey, we're trying to not only hit the quarterback, we want to drive him into the ground. Through like that was the ground, part of the right? game. Not anymore. Now, yeah. How, how would you have handled that? You think all these changes now? Well, I think you handle what you have to handle. You know, and, and, and I think, you know, you probably appreciate that, that as much as anyone because, you know, the number of years you played. I mean, things weren't, listen. The league is always kind of dictating terms that, to me, benefit the offense. And I get it, points and, you know, all that. It, it, it puts viewers in their seats and puts people in the stadium. And uh, it's a challenge to play defense. And I don't know how you play corner. I, I don't know how you play safety. I don't know how you, as a pass rusher, you know, you're going full speed. And I need to adjust everything I do so that I'm just perfect hitting this quarterback. Uh, Michael and I sit there and go, my gosh, how do you play today? That part of it, I don't, I don't get. And, and I think it, it's, listen, when your quarterback's making $150 million and, you know, the drop off is significant and, you know, it affects everything in the game. It affects ratings. It affects, you know, where teams stand. If, you know, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, are the Green Bay Packers the Green Bay Packers? No. No, uh, you know, and and that's a guy that he does things that it's a freak. It's a freak show. Oh yeah, he's an alien, and, and he knows it. He's like the kid. He's like the kid in the SATs who has the answer, all the answers to the test. And it's like Chicago starts out well in the first half, and he's just like, okay, fine, okay, I'm going to rip your heart out at the end. Of the game. <laughs> and he he knows he's going to do it. And Devontae Adams, I, I, you know, I don't know that Devontae Adams 
we give Aaron Rodgers a ton of credit and justifiably so. He does things that I, I think are amazing, and I think he's the best thrower of the football in, in the league. Devontae Adams, how do you cover him? That that one movie made a I, I think it was a he he fakes the corner in the end zone uh this past week and, and post comes back in and you know the corner's basically tripping over his feet. You know, how do you cover him? He's just such an amazing player in that combination. You hope they can tie those two guys up and and they're there for the future if you're a Green Bay fan, for sure. Yeah, and who knows what the future looks like. It feels more and more optimism coming out of Green Bay that Aaron's going to stay there, but there's a lot of leverage to be played. Yeah, I, I heard, I heard, I, I saw a highlight from your show where he said, uh, I, yeah, I love football. Love and yeah. ball, Howie. Yeah. Love and ball. I love football. Hey, but before that, he did say he and Gutekunst were having good conversations, and then I, that's why I followed up, like, oh, you're loving it right now. Oh, let's, I love ball. All right, let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and relax. Howie, we can't thank you enough. We appreciate you. We can't wait to watch the all-Madden documentary, and thank you for your contributions to the best league in the world. Thanks a bunch, guys. Hey, See no, you guys later. Hey, tell that dog we said best wishes as well. lady. Oh, oh, Kyle. Kyle Good? How do we feel about Kyle? Yeah, you know, listen, what he went through is brutal. Uh, you know, that's, that's the hard part. I, I, you know, I, I, uh, it's one thing to be injured yourself and go through the surgeries and all that. When you watch your kids injured, it's, it's a real challenge. And he has been to hell and back and, you know, persevered. And I think, you know, he's close to being back. Uh, so I'm excited for him. And, you know, now you're a part of a team and listen, I know he's aware of it. I, I won. Chris won twice. And, wow. you know, he, I'm sure that's in his head saying, you know, I'll get mine. Uh, and and at least, you know, when you're in Kansas City and you've got Patrick Mahomes and you've got all those dynamic players and Chris Jones and, you know, what his status is, I don't know. But uh, I, I think that at least gives you an opportunity. And that's what makes our game so great because unlike basketball, baseball, and hockey, it's not best of five. It's not best of seven. It's one game. And if you're not hot that day, you're out in the entire season, OTAs, mini camps, training camp, all that crap, the season, it's over and it's a waste. Well, that's how great teams, that's how great teams view it. Well, I was about to say, please tell your family we said hello. And then I immediately was like, oh, big Kyle. I saw his handsome face in the background of the game the other day. He had a great beard, obviously. <laughs> looked determined. I think he was in a pullover. I can't wait to see him back out there. Your old family's been awesome, as have you. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Howie Long. Thank you, man. Hey! Guys like me and AJ are pretty low on those things. We'd have to bring in the cereal box tops to kind of raise our level in there. You probably yeah. didn't eat popcorn, did you? You just, nah, just went all popcorn. the way through. You can't popcorn. is a great game. You, you find the kid who's not paying attention, and boom! What's that all about? Why'd you do that to me? I don't know. It was People always like funny. you did it to me every single time. Right. I'm obviously not paying attention to this. <laughs> what are we even doing? Yeah. What is I'm, popcorn? Uh, past on. the reading. You know, you read, and then it gets passed, and then read. Somebody to read a, a, a part of a... Uh, page out of a book or whatever. If I heard it, I was good. You know, I'm not going to pay attention to all these fucking words here. Okay, let's <laughs> mm-hmm. let's go ahead and watch this entire thing. But popcorn would potentially catch you in a position where you were not paying attention, mm-hmm. and that happened to me. 
Okay. Yeah, it's, it's almost it impossible. If someone's reading a whole page or something and you're, I'm supposed to digest it when it, yeah, it's just. Well, you're supposed to pay attention and read alongside so that if you get called upon, you can catch up right Technique. where they left off. Yeah. It, but the issue is what you're saying. It is. For a whole page, it's tough for me to stick around. I mean, just this kid's delivery stinks. All right, maybe <laughs> if you read a little better, maybe I'd stick around. I, I, these words don't seem to sound the same. I used to doze off sometimes, and we would read oh. stuff as a class. Like they'd call sometimes. me, like my character, like whatever character I was supposed to be in this thing we're reading, and they'd keep, they'd repeat my name a few times. I had some buddies that loved it. They'd call my name five times, and I was dead asleep. So you guys did read in Ohio growing up. Oh yeah, I, I love to read. I'm actually oh, I didn't know that Ohio reading. did read. I didn't know that was a part of the. No, that no, didn't. Yeah. doesn't feel like an Ohio thing to me. I don't know. New to me. Well, it depends which area. I think it's you know it's regional in Ohio. Certain areas do. Some certain don't. Ohio's the best, dude. You know, <laughs> I know immediately upon meeting somebody, like immediately upon meeting them. How you doing? Uh, where are you from? Oh, you're from Ohio. As, as soon it. as you hear, mm-hmm. okay, got it. it. It is an awesome thing the Ohio tribe has. You know what I mean? It is a real thing. Yeah. You all are very similar human beings. Let's move and chat about people we are not similar to. Tom Brady, Matt Castle. Tom Brady has responded to Matt Castle. The cast dog has called out Tom Brady and said, hey, listen, what's the deal for not having me in the man in the arena? It was my season where I went on there and made some big-time plays and won. Well, in the man in the arena, Doc, if you watched it, it was actually like Tom talking about that year kind of being very difficult and hard for him because he was away from the team and he felt isolated. Much like most NFL guys feel whenever they're injured, it's a very different world. It's not easy. Tom Brady responded and said, uh, we had Matt on speed dial in case Bernard Pollard showed up at the yeah, studio. Exactly. And that obviously means... Uh, he was the one on Kansas City who tore Brady's knee when he tried to sack him. He was on uh, Baltimore when he tackled Gronk in the AFC Championship, hurt his ankle, and later on he tackled Wes Welker in the preseason he tore his ace. So what Tom's saying is, hey, hey, Castle, uh, we're not going to bring you in to celebrate something I fucking hated, Paul. <laughs> Basically is what he said here. Is that kind of what he said there, AJ, I think? It does seem to be that. I- I'm sure Cast Dog will go back and forth with him for a while, hopefully. <laughs> I bet Cast Dog and Tom Brady have a great relationship. Yeah. And they were in the same quarterback room, and I assume they helped each other out immensely, especially listen to old Billy Teapot, mm-hmm. you know, Billy O'Brien, <laughs> yeah. who they called Teapot because he would just start boiling and then his head would explode, which makes a lot of sense for what potentially yeah. happened down in Houston. I think after watching that and Tom asking Billy O to be on it and the way they kind of interacted and the way Billy O'Brien talked about how, you know, Tom's a very creative guy. So as a coach, if you're not listening to his input, you're fucked from the beginning, basically. That was a pretty, I don't want to say humble, but like a humble comment from Bill O'Brien, who I think I potentially had a wrong narrative about in Houston, especially as we're watching things continue to unfold. I thought it was a great, great episode of Man in the Arena, and it's awesome to see like the chapters that have made our greatest of all time in the NFL. How many total will there be? Ten. Ten, I think, yeah. Jeez, that's a lot. Well, and we were just talking off air as soon as we came on here as the commercial was ending. Um, like, Gronk hasn't been featured yet. Nope. I, he's probably going to be in the finale, right? I yeah, going to be probably. like when they, they're not in current. No, they're, they're not even close to like current day, are they? No, yeah, yeah. I mean Gronk made some plays here. I mean Gronk yeah. was a part of this this one pretty okay. big. This was the and? Super Bowl against the Giants. <laughs> you know, yeah. Aaron Hernandez did oh, make they some, had a lot of good tight ends. Oh yeah. What about well, Bill? Oh, yeah. Is Bill in it? Bill who? Belichick. He's been in it a lot. Like yeah. the NFL films, the clips that they have in that thing. And Brady's talked him up multiple times. Like he said, they'll like. Belichick was the one to show him like how to be great after having such a good start to his career. First episode, not a lot of fucks. No. Okay. End of first episode, I'm still fucking doing it, is what Tom Brady said. That has kind of, I think he got comfortable in the sit-down interviews. He looks 
The 10 is righteous oh, in yeah. the, I mean, you're talking about, he has these sit down interviews that look like it is a filtered photo. They, 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 it is, he looks like a fake human. Yeah, in these things. It, it's perfect. And now they start every episode, I don't know if you noticed, with the mature language will be used, viewer discretion is advised. So they kind of started doing that because he's opened up much more and started dropping the F-bomb It's all good. The time. And Giselle and he have a great relationship, it yep. seems like. Yeah, that was a, that was really Is cool. it on after 10? It's just on ESPN Plus. So whenever. Just, yeah, you can just go on the Oh, it's ESPN watch. Plus. I thought it was on Big ESPN. No. No, they'll probably run some commercials on Big ESPN, but I, I don't know if uh, uh, Brother ESPN or Sister ESPN has it. I know ESPN Plus Digital ESPN has yeah, it. They right? might run it on like ESPN 2 once it's all out. In, at night? Yeah. yeah, like later at night. In, like a Last Dance sun, Sunday night in the summer thing? Exactly. And they still have, like Edelman will be on one, I'm sure, and probably not Bill, but I bet Josh McDaniels probably did an episode talking about their relationship. Randy Moss? What about Moss? He was he, already on. He, he was, was on last right. week. He was awesome. Okay. That was when we found out that Randy hopped on a private plane while he's playing for the Raiders oh, back yeah. to Minnesota where he's previously playing because he had a bye week and Tom was playing against the Vikings that night. Flew in, broke into the hotel, and said, hey, I won't play with you, man. Yeah. And then hopped on a plane, flew back to Oakland, finished the season, and then the next offseason, they traded a fourth rounder to Oakland for Randy Moss, which would then lead to three touchdowns in the first week against the New York Jets between Tom Brady and Randy Moss. And then that was all she fucking wrote. Yeah. And Randy Moss, legend in the dock, like the way he was talking. Legend. He was my favorite player. Have you player seen the thing? Him. Have you seen the behind-the-scenes deal where they were filming when Randy was on the team and he went into Bill's office and invited him mm -hmm. to the Halloween skate party and Bill actually kicked him? Yeah. Yeah, he's a pirate. Yeah. yeah, Randy Moss is the man. Yeah, awesome. And they actually talked, like Brady said in that little transition that Bill called him about Randy. And he was like, hey, do you want us to go get Randy Moss? We're thinking about doing it. He was like, yeah. Absolutely. fucking -lutely. Make that happen right now. They Absolutely. got Welker that same offseason. Hey, Welker's a stud. Okay, let's get to uh, some news updates. It's signing day, I guess. Hey, congrats to everybody that signed. Congrats to Dion. Yeah. Dion changing the game. Okay, so let's get right into that. Yeah, the big story right now is that Jackson State – Deion Sanders, the OG of DBs, basically. And the reason why the Florida State defensive backs kind of standard became because he was the first shutdown. I believe it was called cat coverage. I got that cat right there, and I'm going to lock this thing down. He would obviously go on to play baseball at a high level. One of the greatest... In a conversation amongst like two, three people, greatest athlete to ever exist, Deion Sanders, OG to everybody, mentor, leader, gets into the college football coaching world and somehow, some way has fully committed to this with all the other opportunities that Deion Sanders has to be Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is good at everything, has fully committed to Jackson State into being a head coach in college, recruiting, teaching, turning a program around, and today is a monumental day. Snags the number one recruit DB in the country, Travis Hunter, who took his Florida State hat off at signing day, so Mike Norvell thought he was getting Travis Hunter. Holy <laughs> hell, number one DB in the country is coming to Florida State. Let's turn this thing around. We, uh, we stunk for a while. Our stadium was on fire. We're kind of having a good season. We're really turning this thing around. This guy will be huge for us. He's coming to Florida State. Signing day. Takes the hat off. Throws that shit. Give me Deion Sanders' hat. Now, the conversation revolves around who else will Deion be able to get there? If he gets a number one wide receiver as well, he can pitch the, hey, I got the Saban practice reps where you're only going to get better. We're going to put a spotlight and I'll be hands-on with coaching these guys. Deion could really rattle a lot of shit here, and this is a monumental day for HBCUs. Well, yeah, it is, but he's 
it's because also he's going to be able to pay this kid in, legally with the NIL deal. Isn't Barstool involved somehow to where they're going to give a big, they're going to give an NIL deal to this kid? Well, I think that's brilliant. I think it's smart. This is Deion Sanders. Absolutely right? genius. It changes everything, I feel like. One well, and a half mil. Yeah, because Deion's Barstool uh, sports employee mm-hmm. still making content, which was an incredible hire over there, by the way. And going through the entire process, because I think uh, Dana Beers, right? Yeah. Booze. Yeah. And others, we saw a lot of clips and a lot of time was made and in following Dion in his first year down there, an incredible content was made. And Dion, it feels like he was made for everything. It just feels like. And I thought his name was going to get brought up in some of the, um, you know, old school traditional jobs. But I don't. I think he's doing all this because Florida State wouldn't hire him a couple years ago when Norvell was hired over him, and he openly pitched for the job. And I assume a lot of people were like, Dion, it's a different. You're coaching in high school. It's a different animal in college. And Dion was like, Okay, well, fuck everybody then. Yeah. I'm gonna go sell out this stadium down here every single game. We're gonna get TV deals. I already have the, the Barstool Sports Network on the internet backing me and behind me. They'll be here. I'm gonna make Jackson State deep place now he gets travis hunter i mean it's only a matter of time it feels like before jackson state is in the conversation of dion flipping a program and flipping an entire narrative well it, you're you're correct if he could land one of these like big time four or five star receivers then you would think okay maybe maybe even a transfer quarterback from another program that was a really like five star guy and all of a sudden someone in front of him became the man like that's the kind of guy that i think could come in there and change it well the and the pitch to the number one wide receiver is easy, right? It's like, hey, you and this guy are going to go at it every single day. You're going to be friends. You are going to make each other better every single day. They talk about this at Alabama. Hey, we're going to be able to compete every day. We're going to get better. We're going to end up in the NFL. If you got the number one DB, and I assume that is a way to allure at least a number one wide outlay. Like, hey, let's go. You two are going to make each other better. You are going to set a standard around here, and you are going to be a staple of our one of our pillars of success here. I mean, it is go for Dion, dude. Yeah. Baby Coach. Dion. Coach. Coach Ron. His Coach son, Ron. too, is the quarterback. And he's yeah. very good. Yeah, he was South Carolina. No. His other son was South Carolina. I think DB, he I transferred so. there last year. Yep. Let's go, man. Man. And also, Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackson's down at Grambling, right? Mm hmm. Uh, Eddie George is at Tennessee State, mm-hmm. yes. I believe. So, I mean, let's go. This is about to become. You know, quite a, a a disruption to the entire college football process, and I'm here for it. Cincinnati, hey, Cincinnati made the playoff. Yep, they're not one of the. How, how come one of these other schools from another division or another conference, if they have the team and they're going to have the spotlight and the ability to generate buzz and talent, maybe someday Dion keeps getting these incredible recruiting classes. The entire game's changed forever. Yeah, like if he schedules a big school and they, you know, keep it close or even beat them, and I don't know which school would want to do that. Not that this guy who's a freshman will be able to beat these big. We're not. No, saying no, that. no. But like Dion's team as a whole, like if yeah. they can compete with, you yeah. know, one of those ACC or SEC or you know Big Twelve. Big Ten schools, like that would be huge for the league as it's itself. Oh, Dion, Dion's gonna get offered a big job though, don't you think? Probably after this year. Well, that's what I was about to say. You know, when Coach Prime said, oh, "I want to go coach at Florida State," I think West Virginia should have said, "Ah, how about West Virginia? Come on." <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, Neil Brown's trust the climb. Do you trust it still? I'm you trusting trust it? it. I think he's a good guy. Still I mean, climbing, or are you guys resting at well, like the campsite? We, we did. We did take a little <laughs> snooze. There was a big storm coming. They made a bowl okay. game this year, oh, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, they, where are they going down to again? They're playing Minnesota. I can't remember. No, which. they're in Arizona. Okay. It's the Big Cactus Bowl. 
Oh. Nice. That's a good bowl, though. It is. It's the Rotel Big Cactus Bowl. Well, so that's the thing. Their social media, WVU Football, at WVU Football, who I follow and keep updated. And shout out to them. You know, we signed, so, signed a punter out of Australia, by the way, 19-year-old. Hey. Let's go, cuz. Hit some big balls. We can't wait to see it. Uh, but they tweeted, you know, when the announcement of the bowl game happened, mm-hmm. hey, we, all, we have good times in the desert or whatever, you know. They had one picture of... Uh, uh, Bill Stewart and Pat White, you know, when we won the fucking Fiesta Bowl. Sure, sure. And, big one. And then they had sure. three photos of the Motel 6 Cactus Bowl from Whoa. the different teams wow. in 2016. It was Motel okay. 6 is a nice hotel chain, yeah. though. Listen, I've stayed there. Yeah. Okay, there ain't no knock on that. But the fucking Fiesta Bowl, dude, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Why is this happening? And that was just, I looked at the thing and I'm like, what about Reed Williams? Okay, Moorfield, West Virginia's finest. He probably got seven concussions in that mm. game. Was the M- defensive MVP of that game talking to Chris Rose on Planet 75. Yeah. He's a West, one of West Virginia's finest, one of the greatest dudes. That photo couldn't make it up there. No, but the Motel 6 Bowl could. Like, that, I think, is the issue. With uh, And I'm not getting into too big of a, a gripe because I haven't been back Who to West playing? Virginia. Playing Minnesota, dude. P.J. Oh, Fleck. Come on. We're rowing a boat out there, dude. Congrats on making a bowl game, both of them. All right, Ohio State. Yeah, Relax. for sure. Yeah. PJ did it's an awesome move for this I mean, bowl game. What did he do? He hired a West Virginia's offensive assistant analyst or whatever who was Minnesota's OC from 2017 to 2019. He was with West Virginia last season. He hired him off the season back to Minnesota, get a little inside oh. information on the Mountaineers. Oh, well, here's man. the inside information. Nobody knows what the fuck the team's going to do. <laughs> I don't think they know what they're going to do yeah. either. Well, Every yeah. game, it's something different. They look good, some games, and some games are terrible. So it's like, what's going on behind the scenes? Are we still climbing, or are we... They start it's, soon, right? Bowl games have to start soon. Friday. Ne- next week? Noon on Friday. Noon on Friday, dude. Oh, wow. Of course. Big time. Big time football. Oh, let's go. Oh, Bahama Bowl. Bahamas Bowl, baby. <laughs> let's go. Bahama Bowl? Yeah. Steve Levy calling that thing? I don't know. I don't know if the Monday Night Crew is going to do it or not. They should. Yeah. Steve Does Levy. Romo get any bowl games? Who? Romo? Yeah, he gets the booze bag bowl down in Louisiana. <laughs> Who's that sponsored by? What? Jack Daniels. Captain Morgan, what? Corona. 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> what if it was Tony Romo, Snoop Dogg, and Bad Bunny? <laughs> oh. Calling the Corona booze bag bowl. Perfect. <laughs> Pitbull at halftime. Oh, my God. Dale. He's Bud Light, isn't he? Yeah. Come on. Oh, dude. Jesus. I, mean, shit, I don't know. Oh, my God. I, I got to get my uh, industries together. When's that going to be dope? You know? I'm, I can't wait for those days. Oh. Yeah. Soon. Like a bowl game sponsored by Dope? Yeah. yeah. The but, Colorado well, Sativa Bowl? Yeah. Oh, here's the Indica Bowl. It's a late night affair. <laughs> this is a snoozer. It is ground and pound all night. <laughs> yeah. So sorry to interrupt, but if you have ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving our listeners 40 per- holy shit, 40% off their award-winning home security. We love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sen- or comprehensive sensors. Say that a couple times fast. And also, they do have all these things. It's amazing. And it's all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. We have Simply Safe in this office, and we all have them at our homes. It's very easy to set up. Very easy to set up. You can do it yourself. You don't need any, you know, strangers going through your house, tracking mud, you know, drilling holes. That ain't what Simply Safe is all about. Simply Safe is ta- about taking home security to a much more modernized level. It's an app, it's cameras, it's sensors, it tracks movement. They have trained professionals watching along. You're good to go. 
You get alerts for anything that's potentially weird. It is literally the perfect home security system. And the 40% off is the biggest discount of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100 for peace of mind. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. Take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday say, um, sale and get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash McAfee. Again, that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash M-C-A-F-E-E for 40% off your entire system. Hurry, this offer ends soon. And with the holidays coming around and a lot of delivery stuff going on, Simply Safe protects you against those porch pirates too. It's the perfect time to get into the game at simplysafe.com slash McAfee and get 40% off your entire system. That's crazy. Back to the show. Fuck it, dude. Look at you like Mac Jones, huh? What? what? No bull, what? What? Oh, Darius Leonard on Saturday? What? Good touch. Wait, don't, what? Don't. What don't do what you just did. What do you mean? What you just <laughs> said there? What happened? What? Like Mac Jones is a bucket over Darius Leonard's head for a touchdown. Oh, uh, Darius, you know, it's impossible to get over Darius Leonard's head. You know why? Because his arms go, go, go gadget type shit. Yeah, he is yeah. lanky. He it's unbelievable. His, his hands look like they're touching his knees when he's just getting ready before a play. He was called the worst draft pick of all time. Oh, by Bleacher Report. When he was drafted. Oh. Yep. This dude is literally six feet, socially distancing away from a player, <laughs> yeah. and boom, punches the ball. It's amazing. Can't wait for that game Saturday night. Yeah, big time uh, ball security, job security practices this week, I'm hearing, because of Darius Leonard. Oh, yeah. Big time. The ball is the program. Ball That's right. Yeah. 5,280 feet are in a mile, and you're going to run every single one of them until you can learn how to fucking hold on to the football. Pick right. this ball up. Is that the accurate amount of feet? Yeah. Yeah. I always felt really smart whenever I would drop that in front of somebody. Yeah. I'm like, well, actually, it's fucking Coach Herman. Coach Herman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's much smarter than I am. AJ, your favorite movie? Remember the Titans football movie? No, nah, Varsity Blues. Well, Varsity oh, Blues is awesome. I mean, that is awesome. That's my favorite football movie. Is what I'm saying. I mean, those are two different genres of movies. But. More so than the program? The program is very, very good. You're right. Those are, that's tough. It depends you are a Latimer guy through yeah. and through. Oh, yeah. Kick the dude. Uh, you know, doing cleans. Then you drop the bar and you kick it because you're just so <laughs> juiced up. Yeah. Were you a big yeah. clean guy? You did a lot of cleans, Olympic lifts? I was never great at cleans. I'm more of a squat guy. I was a clean guy. I could figure it out. I figured it out. It was cool. It was very nice. And it helped me immensely because it's such an explosive exercise. It was like the perfect workout for me. You know what I mean? And I didn't have to put a goddamn bar on my back, which I was thankful for. I would just clean for the next 20 minutes. Is that all right? Instead of this squat thing, yeah, do what you got to do. 365, I'm throwing it around, AJ. Pull, catch, drop. And then you do the, you know, let that thing hit the ground. You know, rattle the platform a little bit. Oh yeah, make sure everybody knows. Yeah, then you put a little chalk on. Mm-hmm. How you doing? I was, I did have. Uh, oh, you use straps? Okay, see, so I, I had to make sure. You I can't said use it. strap. That's a different thing. Then. Well, I had to make sure I said it because I didn't want to take any credit for you know potentially not being. You're right. You know, You're right. Strapped Good job. Thank terrible. you. Thank you for being honest with us. I had to because I know, understand in the clean community, it is a little bit different because I used to be able to throw some numbers around, you know, pretty good numbers, and then immediately upon learning upon the straps, I was always kicked out of the conversation. So it was always. You know, I was in there for a little bit. I poked my head. Hey, I do. Uh, and they're like, oh, 500 pounds, no straps. Uh, uh, okay. Oh. All right. Yeah, you and I, much different men, I guess. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Let's talk about Dan Zeus and his uh, ranking, the official ranking from the NFL. Dan Anzus, a man who was on Around the NFL and a podcast and show host alongside Matt Money Smith. Uh-huh. Ka-ching. 
wearing pit vipers and tank tops, being the official authority of rankings from the NFL by the NFL, so much so that people get pissed off that the NFL is potentially disrespecting their team in how it is ranked. Dan Zeus has released his official power rankings after going through them and studying an endless amount of film and looking at every team's situation going forward and rechecking and triple checking and doing all that to the list. This is the official Dan Zeus Week 15 power rankings ranking and we couldn't be more thankful for Dan Zeus AJ I mean it, it looks like it checks out so far I guess I like the graphic you guys made for him I would imagine Connor's a little upset that the Patriots aren't higher than five though That's okay so true. the Patriots at five the Colts at eight and uh, there's a couple numbers he mentioned 13 being yeah, one right Bengals Bengals is there he didn't know what they were how they were going to be uh, the Buffalo Bills at 10 a little bit of a fall obviously mm. for the Buffalo Bills but still in the top 10 which is a big deal Chargers at 9 after a buzzsaw of a game from Justin Herbert and the Chargers where they absolutely decimated yeah the Giants, the Colts, the Cowboys, the Rams, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Cardinals, the Bucks, and the Packers at number one. Dan Hanzus ain't never miss. Am I wrong? No. AJ Hawk, did he miss on anything? Is there any teams that should be upset about where they're at? Because this year has been incredibly unpredictable. And Dan Zeus says, my rankings is actually a ranking of my trust in the team being there the next week and going forward. Is this is that an accurate billing, you think, AJ? I think this is pretty accurate because I don't know anything about power rankings. I don't understand them, but I, I could see like if any of one of those ten teams win the Super Bowl, it's not like a shocking thing. It's not crazy to think that they all have a chance. And I think the big conversation is obviously well, the Rams just beat the Cardinals, so why are the Rams at six and the Cardinals are at three? Once again, Dan Zeus factors in everything. Yeah. And then he also factors in what the future looks like. Yep. This is not just a right now. This is a overall how he feels. Who does he trust more? And I feel that the Cardinals are good. They came out of a bye week. They had a bad game. Uh, the Rams had an incredible game, even though they were uh, out a lot of key players because of COVID and everything like that. But I don't think anybody has lost any faith in the Cardinals, including old Dan Zeus. And maybe there's some movement you can make and kind of nitpick about, but... In the end, top 10 is top 10, top 10. Yeah. And it's interesting, though, just because the Bills, Chargers, Colts, all three wild cards above the Titans and the Ravens, who are the yeah. division leaders currently. Well, and that's because Danzis, when he hops on the Exos, you know, and he gets that yes. remote in his hand, sure. and he's going through the film mm-hmm. and putting his cell phone aside and say, hey, put the lightning scepter outside for a moment. Yeah. I got to charge said scepter. I got to watch 14 to 15 hours of film mm-hmm. on all of these teams. He thinks the Titans going in opposite direction. He thinks the Ravens going in an opposite direction, which I think a lot of people potentially feel because we have no idea what's going to happen in this NFL season. Titans got to be pissed, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, also, like they, they, it's stupid to get pissed at power rankings if you're uh, currently playing on an NFL team or coaching, but I could understand Titans fans absolutely well, saying, hey, we deserve to be there. Well, Dan Zeus, by the way, said that the Titans fans come after him a lot. I think it's because you disrespect them, Dan Zeus. You're right. They just blew out the fucking Jags. Yeah. And I think that's more of a knock win. on the Jags than the Titans. I it, think so. It's almost like yeah. the Titans had a bye week and everybody forgot about them. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's that happens. Because they shut out the Jags? Yeah, because it's Jags, dude. It's Jags. The only conversation on that thing is uh, Vrabel dunking on Urban Meyer, yeah. basically. And, it's a and, real no-win, isn't it, playing the Jags right now? Hey, okay, if we win, you didn't beat them by enough. If you lose, wow, we need to fire everybody. And even if you beat them by a lot, it's like nobody cares. Yeah, it doesn't that, matter. Dan Zeus actually says, oh, they didn't even play this week, actually. Get them out of the top ten. That's, that's probably why I'm not inside that Greek god of grading and rankings, uh, brain. 
Will they use this on his show on NFL Network? So this is just a screenshot of uh, the list and then uh, <laughs> basically just putting his head yeah. on or something by Zito. <laughs> yeah. this is That's the what most, I'm saying. This they took should. six seconds to make, right? Mm-hmm. Is that how, if yes. I had to? At most. Now, granted, the head on the body on the Photoshop with the dancers across the bottom. 14 seconds. No, but Zito, Zito took some time on that. I did it when he was on the show. Yeah, it was during the show, though. Mm-hmm. It was right. while he was on the show, though. So, What is his real name again? Dan Han Zeus. <laughs> so his last name is Han Zeus. With an yes. apostrophe between the Han right. and the Zeus. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to need to see a picture. I'm going to see a screen grab of that then. What I thought you watched the show every day. How do you have you not seen the picture? I don't never pop his name maybe up. Maybe it's a till day over the end. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Tilda. Hey, you ever accidentally hold down a letter on your... Uh, oh, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's and you say, oh, my God, I'm cultured. I'm going to send this over. I got yeah. 10 <laughs> options here. Oh, my God, dude. That's Cam's life. Yeah, Cam time. Newton loves it the more French than anybody. C. It's awesome. Okay. Dan Zeus. So none, none of what you said is true about his last name. Okay. Well, and Zeus. Power Bro, you think a guy that's on a boat like that, all right, the official authority on rankings. Wait, is that from- the Bucks parade? Yeah. Is he in the boat parade there? He's fucking Danzeus, dude. <laughs> yeah. What do you think this is? Well, I tell you what, Danzeus is really, like, you guys have really carved out a nice little niche for him. <laughs> I bet he did not see coming all of this attention <laughs> to his power rankings. <laughs> and his name. His wife's probably like, who is Danzeus? I keep seeing this guy pop up. Yeah, I, sometimes I do that because I forget people do watch and listen, you know, and then it cares. Like, it, I can't help but call Orlovsky just like a stooge like 10 times when he's talking. Like, yeah, come yeah. on. Like, kind of a stooge. And then everybody starts calling him that, you know, and it's like, oh, I do feel bad about it. But also, maybe a reminder, hey, don't, yeah. be a don't be a stooge. Don't be a stooge. <laughs> you got to hold him accountable, right? No, I don't want to do that. I don't. I feel bad that people actually start calling these people these things. You know, it's like, oh, I don't. I do not know Danzers. He came on the show though. He was awesome. He did. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. And Monty Smith also incredible. And he sent a bunch of sunglasses over too. Oh, that he was the Pit oh. Viper gifter. I think. I, I think believe so. he was. Oh yeah, we got a hundred of them at the office. Yeah. It was amazing. Dang. They don't. Oh, Bruce to send me a few. Okay, nah. they're not deep enough for my head though. Oh, then don't yeah. send them to me because well, I got a deep head, too. Well, we just need to replace the sides to get you the uh, extendo. <laughs> the extendos. Uh, extendo clips. So now they're head shaming me, dude. Uh, Pit <laughs> yeah. Vipers are like, hey, buy this fat-ass, stupid cranium side. I mean, I don't think it's Pit Vipers. Maybe we need to change our tone with Mad Money Smith. And <laughs> <laughs> they're or maybe they're you. sending that back like, oh, you massive. Head. Yeah, probably. That is probably what they're doing. We're, uh, AJ and I were talking about this last night because I uh, had to wear a mask everywhere, basically, out there in L.A. And I get, you know, I, I, I get like one of those masks. My head's too big. It feels like my ears, ears are in a rear naked choke. Ooh. And I, it like oh. really feels like that. So I asked AJ if he knows of any masks that are for a little bit bigger. I guess they do have those out there, which is good news, AJ. It's good news. You might have to wear it like guys like us because I have the exact same thing. My ears, are, it kills it. But that, the ones that go up around your head, which I don't want to do that, though. All the face masks? No, you can't wear those face masks. They have those plastic pieces that go between. You used to have for the brand mask that had that, that tied. The McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk ones that you tied. Oh, yeah. yeah, Those were sent to us by... uh, Awesome. That's a pain. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Those fucking stink. (laughs) So bad. So bad. We used (laughs) them because it felt like the person that sent it to us was very nice and everything like that. That was an interesting time because people were starting to profit off of selling masks, you know? And I didn't really want to do that. It was like... uh, it was a very interesting time, but somebody sent us, you know, the super fit active ones, which I don't even know if they pass any. Didn't Robert Kraft 
send the Patriots plane and deliver Matt or pick up yep. Matt and deliver. then bring him back here? Yeah. No, he picked him up and deliver, right? Yeah, well, I know he sent like over a million to uh, yeah. a country that had a national disaster. I can't remember. Mass game, there. crazy there for a bit, man. And uh-huh. then we learned more about all of them. The T9 one's really the one. And then that, you realize like, oh, yep. I can just fucking grab this one off the table every time I go somewhere. I don't need to spend 45 minutes tying this mask. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the one we got gifted. Yeah. 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 Those nice. ones are terrible. I don't Come think they on. pass any of the like. No. No. You're not allowed to wear the face mask anymore? More? The shield? No, uh, you can't. You mean the guider? I don't think so. You walk into I walk into some arenas in some buildings in some of these cities I go to, and they'll have like a pretty detailed sign about what's allowed and what's not allowed, and who can and who can't, and everything like that. There's been a couple places where, like if you're fully vaccinated, you do not have to wear the mask. But we are um, promoting it, or uh, I forget the the way they word it. Basically, they're asking you to do it, but it is not mandated to do we it. We encourage. We the, encourage, yeah. yeah. So I walk in, and you have to get a feel for the room. Like, mm-hmm. okay, and then everybody's masked. It's like, oh, so these, these people all hate the vaccination? Or, like, what's what's going on in this particular? That's not how I felt this city would be. But then it's like, no, it's just they're basically telling you, yeah, you keep your mask on right now. So I just kept it on the whole time, and then that's when my ears started yeah. burning. I saw a kid at a... Cirque du Soleil last week, um, wearing a full blown like gas mask in in the crowd. That's amazing. You think he was hitting the old uh, old uh, steamroll? <laughs> yeah, he was like he was probably eleven years old. I don't know. Wow, starting. It'd be awesome if he did that in the middle of a nice old theater in downtown Columbus, bro. Next to his parents. I've you know I've obviously never done it, but I've seen others do it. That thing is really a game changer for an entire day. It's yeah. electric. When I saw Tunzel do it, man, I've never been more happy for a dude in my life. He was he did it with a bong. Yeah. I mean that, that oh is, yeah drafts like a four footer, <laughs> <laughs> and it was terrible at the time. Obviously, it was not good for his <laughs> reputation at the time, and I apologize that he had to go through that. And whoever thought they were getting him, I would like to let them know that in my eyes, you actually made him a legend. I was like, hey, I yeah. don't think most coaches care. I don't think most coaches care nearly as much as the media did. Yeah, and I think organizations might have in some positions like, oh, that's not good for our look or whatever. But I don't think there was a single coach that wasn't like. All right, so our, our tackle's going to smoke a little weed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Would people still lose put their mind on, over put that? Put them on the list with the rest of the guys. So what's that? Yeah. Would people lose their mind over that if that happened today? Some people. you know. I think It wasn't that long ago, but... I think like certain people will always lose their mind about stuff. It was yeah, the way yeah. it happened, too. Like They released it on draft night. Oh, like, yeah. you know, it was, it was like an accumulation number? of information. Yeah, yeah I think it was dropped. like a stepdad or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was meant to hurt him, I yeah, think, right? Yeah. So that was kind of how it was delivered, too. You know, like... Look yeah. at this bad guy or whatever. And I'm watching him like, Chuck, fucking get this, dude. Get him. Those <laughs> lungs, bro. I don't know. Could have been a lot worse things that he get caught on camera doing than that. Well, in some people's eyes, though. I mean, I was listening to the governor of this particular state, so I, I need to see more research. Uh-huh. You know, because yeah. there's legislature getting uh, presented here in Indiana, I think. And this happens probably every year. They've probably been talking about it or whatever forever. And But it's really nice when you travel to a state that just, you know, just shows up at the door. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. Just Let it rip. Do that whole thing. It's awesome. Let it rip. It's legit. That would be awesome. That's very cool. I wish. Who would you Horn Snoggle? Is that your, who's your mayor? So Horn Snoggle was an incredible WWE superstar. Yeah. I uh, did not get talked about enough, nearly enough. Because although his time there wasn't as long as everybody else's, he had an immediate impact. Horn Snoggle. Oh, yeah. Hogsett, though, would be the mayor of this particular city that we're in. I haven't seen him in a while, actually. No. Hope he's okay. I'm sure he was, you know, I mean, every local politician had no idea what they were signing up for when they decided to run for politics and then COVID came and it became a local government 
operation like hey we're going to ask more of you than we have ever asked of anybody in this position this is supposed to be maybe a springboard position or like hey this is fun i love my city now all of a sudden you're in control of a lot more like like as much as normally the president would or other people would have so you got to do that so i think hogsett was potentially drinking out of a fire hose you know and i don't think he necessarily did it as great as he would have liked but we have not heard from him in some time and this city is a much different place uh, now than it was before COVID. i mean he might have been taking a page out of joe donald book and he might just be in mexico hanging out oh geez and that's another thing we are not a politics show obviously but whenever you know it surrounds our every single turn (laughs) we have to senator joe donnelly was a good guy guy. i love joe Joe donnelly was a good guy to us i'm a big fan that guy was flying middle seat back of the plane yeah this guy middle seat back of the plane did he take a selfie to make sure he let everybody know no 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 we saw him he actually didn't want to talk to anybody senator joe donnelly he didn't want to talk to anybody at the time but he had heard of our show obviously because we were warning him and his team hey i don't know shit about fucking this world but i know every other commercial is a terrible thing about you yeah and this is all i'm hearing you should maybe answer i was saying this on the show like because it was every time the presidential election comes that is all that takes over everything and i don't know anything about anything i didn't even know this guy existed but i did know that i was getting good 10 to 20 minutes a night of this guy's worst moves in the history of his life. And there was no rebuttal answers. So I was just trying to let this guy know, like, hey, I don't know anything about you. I don't know what what side of the uh, political aisle are. I don't know any decisions you have made, but I've learned a lot of terrible things you've done. You need to answer. And then that first, literally election night, the first big announcement was incumbent Senator Joe Donnelly has lost his seat or whatever. And everybody that listened to the show was like, you were trying to tell him. You were trying to tell him. Have we heard, like, with Kyrie, you know, putting the picture of him strapping his shoes on, is that due to the fact that they're bringing, the new mayor will be coming in soon enough and the old relatable de Blasio will be out of there? Okay, so the new mayor, I don't think's first move is going to be to make a special exemption for Kyrie. I know, but maybe he's, he's, there's been rumors floated out that maybe the guy can make an exemption, so maybe Kyrie's trying to nudge him in that direction. Maybe. Maybe that's 100% the case. But I want to talk about a little bit of a what the NFL is doing right now, how this might affect Kyrie in cities. Okay, so let's say the NFL says, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to be tested anymore. Like If you are up to the standard, you don't have to be tested anymore. You just go about your life. You might get it, by the way. You're not 100% sure. If you feel sick, you should report it just like you would like any other NFL player would if they got the flu. They would report it so they wouldn't go to the building so it wouldn't spread. But if you're fully vaccinated, I don't even know if this is what they would report the flu to the team. I saw guys do it. Yeah, if you want to get out of practice, but yeah. <laughs> you have seen flu hit. There's been a flu bug. Hit, I mean, it hit the Lions yeah. just yeah. last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess some are worse than others. Yeah, you're right. Anyways, I think that is potentially Tom Pelissero has an update because that might affect how cities operate as well, how mandates operate. Tom Pelissero says the NFL and the NFLPA have agreed to remove the limit of two standard elevations on practice squad players for the 2021 postseason per source. Even more roster flexibility as COVID cases spike across the league. Here's more on the change, which means a player who's already been a standard elevate. Who cares? This is, I mean, congrats to whoever these guys are, yeah. but we need Not to know much. about the COVID yeah. protocol. Yeah. So whatever the NFL does, and I appreciate that is a big piece of news, obviously, this means they're still expecting COVID to happen so maybe they're not able to agree on a terms that in which we thought maybe as drastically because there's going to be more players out but this would have a rippling effect I think in the politics and in how cities and maybe that is why Kyrie I don't know I have no idea why Kyrie would would be doing that maybe he's getting traded maybe he's playing somewhere where they're maybe he's just bored yeah maybe he's just like trying uh, on shoes I mean how many crossovers can I you know trying to sell some shoes He's got good shoes, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're shoes. sweet. He does have good awesome. shoes. Yeah. Kyrie's have, yeah, he does. Kevin Durant also. 
Very oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My kids both have had the KDs. Very, they look good. They feel good. Mm-hmm. Some of those shoes aren't as comfortable as others. The KD, the Kyries, I think, are actually very comfortable. KDs yeah. make me shoot better. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. I feel oh, like, they do. Yeah, because they got a little air bubble, I feel like, underneath. What about the, the Zions? Do the Zions help you? Yeah, make you jump higher. I, I we got an email that I'm gonna have to read through. It was from the photographer who took the photo of Zion at that one tournament. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Allegedly. I mean, who knows if what's real and what isn't real in the emails? But he was talking about how the one where same Photoshop was not Photoshop. Oh, 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 so you're talking about the one where he's walking off the court in the all red, not the one where he's at the AAU tournament. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of looked through the email. I try to read the it. all red one. I couldn't really tell much well, of a difference. You, you could tell a difference when they were placed next to each other, but. Old photographer, it, I I still don't know if it's real or care, honestly. But right. you know that that's whole the story. thing. Like, who, really, do you want to really dig that deep and waste a lot of time on it? We just want him on the court. We just want to watch Zion play yes. basketball again. It's awesome. I, I care about Zion. Yeah, I care about so him deeply. He's like what twenty years old. He's so young. Well, he's especially with what I mean, Steph Curry, two thousand nine hundred seventy-four productions. Hopefully, plus productions. Congrats mm-hmm. to him, dude. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes, okay? Can't thank the guests enough for their time today. I mean, good conversation, good insight, good information. Let's go. And to the boys and their effort. It is nothing short of an absolute honor to work with all of them every single day. Thank you all so much for allowing this to be our lives. If you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. If not, just act like it never happened. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Wednesday evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.